Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, episode 51. My name is Dean Millard. It's a pleasure to have you aboard. We try to explore all different kinds of things when it comes to the plant, because remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. And uh, we do that in a number of different ways when it comes to the uh, cannabis plant. The one thing uh, I have to do before we get going, though, is I got to find out what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? Kind of grabs you by the boo boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, bong in a blitz. This is great. This is the bee's knees. Can you dig it? There we go. When I say what's your groove, I mean, what, if anything, are you grooving with during this show? While you listen to this Cannabis 101 podcast, are you smoking a joint? Do you got a pipe, a bong? Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of things that you could have uh, going on right now. Pipe and a crepe. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what you have going on. Maybe you're uh, enjoying an edible. Maybe it's a drink. Maybe you're dabbing. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, or maybe you're on the CBD train. You're annoying some, maybe you vaped uh, some nice CBD flower or you got a pen uh, or you've taken some capsules. Uh, there are so many different ways to enjoy marijuana or cannabis, whatever your word is, more than ever. So uh, I want to know what it is, if anything, you are grooving to. And wow, this is crazy. This is the first, I just looked up and noticed, this is the first time that I've recorded this show where what's your groove has happened at the exact perfect moment. I mean, what is the best moment to, to get high? This is a serious message. Peace and love. Peace and love. I'd have to say it would be 420. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. And when it happens as you're recording a show about cannabis, it just seems right. Namaste. We got a winner. I said we got a winner. All right, so uh, without further ado, I am going to get my groove on, and I'm grooving with some Sour Jack. Sour Diesel crossed with Jack Herrera. How can you ever go wrong with the Emperor of Hemp? So this is going to have me really revved up which is good because i got some fun things to do after i get this uh, podcast put together so 
high energy sativa. Uh, Jack Carrere is legendary. You've heard me speak about that. And uh, Sour Diesel, uh, pretty, uh, pretty big one as well. Uh, the other day, a friend of mine said uh, he had some Sour Diesel and some uh, uh, Sour Kush. And we put that together into a joint and it was delicious. All right. So this is what's coming down the hash pipe for today's episode. Uh, Matt Quayla from Rocky Mountain Roots is going to join the program. A, a small independent mom and pop cannabis shop in my neck of the woods in St. Albert. Uh, and so I've wanted to talk to a, an independent. We've obviously had uh, a number of different people from some of the more corporate uh, cannabis brands on the show. So thought it was time to bring on uh, somebody from uh, the small independent range. And we'll try to get to some others as well and find out their journey. David Wiley from the OZ for this week in cannabis news will be by. We will be chatting about CBD stocks. Some good news. Uh, Israel looking at legalization. Elon Musk uh, opening some eyes with his uh, tweet and some of it being why the hell didn't you tweet that earlier? And we'll be chatting about uh, corporate cannabis and some LPs with this week in cannabis news. Chris Ionson, my educator and uh, your educator. He's also the manager of Nova Jasper Ave, Nova Cannabis on Jasper Ave in Edmonton. What's that strain? We'll feature Purple Bud from ABBA Medics. And no, Fernando will be not making an appearance. And Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. will drop by as well for the business of cannabis. So we are chatting about what it means to be black and green, particularly a little bit about Bob Marley today. So some history along with the be- the biz bud buzz with the business of cannabis our cannabis question is about your favorite retail store i'll tell you how to get a promo code to get 50 percent off a dna kit from lobo genetics you it's like having your own bud tender and i'll remind you a little bit later about the weed weekly and our monthly giveaway but we start with the cannabis question and uh this has on the line a pair of regal cigars It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So big thanks to uh, Andre uh, from Regal Cigars. Uh, he, he has uh, some beautiful um, pieces that he makes by his own hand. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, you can check it out online at theregalcigar.com, and he's also on Instagram, Regal Cigar. So he's been so kind to uh, give allow me to give away some Regal Cigars on this program for you. We got a pair to give away on today's show. And we're going to do it by showing some love to our retail friends. I want to know what is your go-to retail store for cannabis? Now, I know a lot of you listening still buy from the black market. I know a lot of you listening grow your own, so you don't need the retail store. This isn't about hacking and, and, and carving a retail store. There have been stores I've gone to where the service isn't great. I'll admit that. 
It's very few, but there are ones out there. In any business, you're going to get that. It's about showing some love for our some of our retail friends. What is your go-to retail store? As mentioned, a pair of Regal Cigars uh, on the line for this. All you do is chime in either on our Facebook, our Instagram, or our uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find us, the Cannabis 101 Podcast, or you can email me, Cannabis101Podcast at gmail.com. If you don't want to uh, be public with your answer, but you still like to consume, that's fine. Email me. We'll keep your identity uh, secret and we'll get those Regal cigars to you. Otherwise, be proud and loud on social media and tell me what is your favorite go-to retail store. I have a few of, obviously, uh, my boy Chris Ionson on Jasper Ave used to be White Ave. Uh, he's my educator for what's that strain. Um, I love going to his store, especially it's such a, such a cool setup on uh, on Jasper Ave with some great uh, local artwork. So uh, obviously, I love going to Nova Cannabis. I use their click and collect uh, through Leafly. It's so easy. Uh, Spirit Leaf Argyle. Uh, one of my favorite stores whenever I get into the south side of the city. Uh, Jessica and Nicole, they do such a great job at that store. It's in a cool location on Argyle. And, um, you know, Spirit Leaf is, um, is, is franchised, so they get to put the, a little bit their own spin. And they've been really kind uh, to the Cannabis 101 podcast and have supported me. So I obviously love to support Lem. And, uh, you know, here in St. Albert, I love getting to the to the plant life. So it's just a hard decision on which one do I, Aaron Ridge, to the right or Jensen Lakes to the left. If I'm going to a flick, uh, I it's right by the movie theater. Uh, I'm going to stop at Plant Life, uh, grab a pre-roll before I go in there or something like that. So uh, those are some of the ones that I to love to uh, support. Uh, you know, I get out to uh, the, the Fire and Flower here. Uh, they have a great online system. So, uh, And we're going to tell you about uh, a great independent store, uh, Rocky Mountain Roots, uh, a little bit later on in the program. So uh, there's a lot of uh, independence that I want to get to. Um, you know, whenever I'm uh, heading south, I try to stop in Lacombe and my friends at Fuzzy Buds. Uh, so there, there's some really great ones and, and there's some good ones in Calgary as well. So I want to hear from all of you all across the country. What is your go-to retail store when it comes to cannabis? And we'll be throwing a couple of Regal cigars your way if you are chosen as our winner. All right. Uh, what pairs well with cannabis? Anything that you do that goes well with cannabis. For me, it's writing. And, you know, whether I'm writing the show or I'm writing uh, some topics up for a guest or I'm writing a story. I used to love writing stories as a kid. And recently, for some reason, I've started to get back into it. Uh, so something like Sour Jack uh, that I have today is going to give me so many good creative juices uh, for later on. And, uh, if, you know, if, while I'm doing this show, even, uh, you, you can, you could just really, I think just think a little bit differently, uh, when you're enjoying the effects of THC. So I love writing, um, you know, and I go back and I check it the next day. I've said this often. Um, I think it was actually Yukon Jack from, uh, the bear that uh, told me this one night at a, at a station function we were at. Uh, you could, you could write high edit sober. And, and that's something that, you know, when I would get off the air at midnight on TSN 1260, I'd get home about 1230 ish. I would get high and start planning the next show. And then the next day I would go through it and be like, yeah, that's a really good idea. This one, not so much. So write high edit sober, uh, a good rule of thumb when it comes to cannabis and creativity, but definitely writing is something that uh, I really enjoy cannabis um for that process and before we get to matt quayla from rocky mountain roots i want to just tell you about the weed weekly 
where you can get the latest on what's happening with the Cannabis 101 podcast just by subscribing at the Cannabis101podcast.ca. You'll get the Weed Weekly every Friday, and you're in the mix for our monthly prize pack, but only for subscribers of the Weed Weekly. Plus, it's an easy way to keep up to date with hopefully one of your favorite podcasts. All right, Matt Quayla from Rocky Mountain Roots on the other side of this short little song called The Weed Song from the artist My Dead Dog. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Really pleased to welcome to the program. He is the manager of uh, Rocky Mountain Roots, a new cannabis uh, retail shop in St. Albert. Matt Quayla is joining me. And uh, I always uh, always love driving around my city and seeing uh, a new cannabis shop uh, pop up. And, and we're seeing a number of them. And Rocky Mountain Roots uh, is definitely one of them. So, Matt, thanks very much for joining me. Thanks for setting up shop uh, for you guys in St. Albert. And thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, no problem. Uh, glad to be here. It's uh, really fun. Uh, I've never been on a podcast before, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Well, the the one thing I try to ask all of my uh, first time guests is what they did before cannabis, because unless you you know you just graduated from university and this is your very first job, we pretty much all did something before this was legalized. So, what was your career before you uh, got into managing a, a cannabis store? Right. I, uh, I worked in management in another retail setting, not in the cannabis industry, but I, uh, worked in the coatings and decor industry. So I sold, uh, things like paint, wallpaper, blinds, stuff like that. Um, it was good while it lasted. Um, definitely, um, it was kind of a grind, very boring. Um, and, uh, yeah, kind of, uh, the opposite, most opposite thing to possibly sell than, you know, compared to cannabis. Right when when people refer to your pod, product as something they would rather their they would rather watch dry than than doing something else, you know it's not the most exciting. So uh, I was going to ask you: Are there any kind of similarities between the two industries, other than them being both in retail? Oh yeah, like I would definitely say that like the main similarity, like there's there's not a lot of similarities, but one of the similarities that in the conversations you have with your customers, like everyone typically, you know, this might sound egotistical, but they, everyone thinks they know more than they do, including, you know, and this goes for, you know, new time users to, you know, OGs to even like, you know, the staff, like there's always more to learn Mm -hmm. and uh, everyone can teach each other something. Isn't that the case? Like when, when I find somebody that says to me, I know everything there is to know about the cannabis plant, I'll know I'll truly meet a liar because I don't know if anybody ever will. Like we're learning so much with the amount of research going on right now. And I, I mean, like, you know, plants, uh, there's, there's things we're learning about plants 
that have existed for you know millions of years so I, I think the knowledge base when it comes to cannabis is uh, vast and, and always continuing. Oh, yeah, totally. There's definitely one of those things where, um, you know, people think that they can, like, narrow it down and basically put it into a box. But, you know, it break, cannabis always breaks out of that box every single time. New studies come out or, you know, you try a new strain um, for sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, I love it. I think uh, the, the, the great thing about this plant is um, it's always giving us something back. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm learning so much uh, by doing this podcast and talking to different people. Uh, what was your, uh, I guess, interest in cannabis uh, in the first place? Uh, you know, was it something that you were interested pre-legalization? Was it something uh, that you just uh, decided to, uh, to jump into? Yes. Um, I was interested in cannabis before legalization. Um, the, I didn't really want to get, um, a career in cannabis until it was legalized. As soon as it was coming down the, the pipe and we saw that legalization was an actual reality in, in Canada, I did want, um, to be part of the industry. Um, I use cannabis recreationally and, um, I, I think it's an amazing product. Um, definitely from my background, I, I enjoy selling things and interacting with customers and I just wanted to, uh, sell something that, you know, people were genuinely excited to get every time they came in and, uh, that really appealed to me and that's why I jumped in. All right. So how did you get involved with, uh, Rocky mountain roots, uh, which is, uh, uh, open in St. Albert, uh, for, for people that know St. Albert, it's, uh, where the old and new pizza Hut location was, it's a brand new, beautiful location. What was the process and, and the reason and, and how'd you get involved with Rocky mountain roots? Uh, just like any new job, like I applied for it. Um, the, I was already, uh, uh managing another cannabis company. Um, and I wanted to apply for a lot of, you know, independent, uh, mom and pop shops because that's something that I wanted to be associated with was, uh, you know, being part of the community and uh, trying to get away from these like huge corporate giants. Um, and, um, I found that in Rocky mountain roots when I applied, uh, I actually also found out that, um, a lot of the owners of Rocky Mountain Roots, which are uh, Leah and Ryan Legasic, uh, they uh, had mutual friends of mine, and uh, we really hit it off. And uh, yeah, it's history. Very cool. So, what was the reasoning for for them wanting to open a store? Why did they get into the business, and 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 what made you want to work with them? Um, Ryan and Leah are cannabis enthusiasts, so that they you know enjoy cannabis themselves similar to how I enjoyed it. Um, the, they had always seen themselves opening a, a business uh, together and um, cannabis was a great opportunity because it was something that, uh, you know, posed a, a really fun and, um, you know, novel way to start a new business, but also was something that, you know, they personally really enjoyed. Um, the um, one thing that I love about Ryan and Leah is, that they had, they had so many problems like opening the store that um, it really like proved to, it showed me that they had um, this dedication to to opening a store and uh, you know a lot of other people might have given up and uh, but they didn't and uh, 
yeah, it's nice to know that I work for a couple that is uh, so passionate about their business. Well, that certainly uh, is such a bonus. I mean, you know, there's no law saying that you have to be passionate about cannabis to get into the, the cannabis industry or you have to be uh, passionate about cutting hair to open a hair salon, but it sure as hell helps uh, when you are have when you do have a passion and you're not getting into it for the profit. You're getting into it because you want to be a part of this growing industry. And that's what it seems like uh, with your owners there. Yeah. And like, you know, they could have opened a cannabis store anywhere. Um, you could argue that St. Albert isn't even the best place to open a cannabis store, but it's the community that they were personally invested in with their lives. And they wanted to, um, you know, create a business that is part of the, their own community. Oh, I, I like that. Uh, you, you mentioned the, the kind of the process that they went through and, uh, I'm not sure about when you came on board with this whole process, but um, I, I've heard this from some other people. It, it definitely was uh, a tough obstacle course to get to the end and get the uh, the the check mark to be able to open your doors, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So when like I joined the company, it was like quite a few months before we opened, but it was like over a year after they started their journey. Um, they intended to open a store originally in St. Albert at the onset of legalization. Um, but they, um, they had a lot of setbacks in, in terms of, uh, finding a location that, uh, you know, fit right with the community of St. Albert. And, um, there was a lot of, uh, resistance, um, for opening their store. They actually had a, a location that they were going to open that was slightly farther North than what they have now. And, um, it didn't work out the, um, the neighbors didn't want to have them there. There's still quite a stigma against cannabis and uh there was um some extremely vocal people that you know didn't want them there and i don't really know um if those people were you know more comfortable when they moved farther away or if they just had less power when they moved away but the uh the first location didn't work out hence the delay in opening and uh the second location worked out uh, a whole heaps better um we're uh, just on uh, liberton beside uh, the uh, Lacombe Park uh, neighborhood and uh, it, everything's been going great. We love the people of the neighborhood and uh, we love our uh, neighbors over at Pizza Hut. Um, mm -hmm. It's going good, even though like obviously, you know, Ryan and Leah, they would have preferred to open up sooner uh, in their original location. But, um, you know, all things worked out in the end regardless. Yeah, it, you know, it's unfortunate when I hear stories about that, that, uh, you know, people are concerned about, uh, you know, cannabis stores in their location. There's a, there's a town, at least one town in Alberta that uh, will not allow the store to open until after lunchtime because uh, the, the kids are out there. And I'm, you know, I just, I wonder like, are you going to close on the weekends when there's no school? Are you going to close at recess? And I, 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 I get, you know, I get uh, discouraged at times uh, with uh, that stigma towards cannabis, but encouraged when people push through it, uh, like you guys did at Rocky Mountain Roots, and and set up anyway. And and you're not discouraged. And some people, you're right. Some people would have been discouraged. Um, what do you think is the best way to combat the stigma of cannabis? Um, basically, like you have to. Um lead by example. Like a lot of times I find that, um, when 
you are consuming cannabis and you lead a, you know, loving and healthy life, that's the best, you know, um, thing you can do for cannabis in general is just continue to use cannabis as part of your lifestyle, but then, you know, uh, still reach for your dreams and, and accomplish things because it shows people that you are able to do anything as a user of cannabis and it doesn't hold you back and it doesn't hurt you. Um, the other thing you can do is just, you know, talk to people and just be, um, you know, a good representative for the cannabis community. Um, you can do things like, you know, not throw your roach away on the sidewalk. You, right. uh, you don't drop your empty vape cart on the ground. So, you know, people are walking on glass and stuff, right? You can, um, you know, don't, uh, you know, smoke on playgrounds, you know, that, that kind of thing. You can just lead by example be responsible and like, yeah. And basically like, don't perpetuate negative stereotypes. Like you, like there's nothing wrong with being a quote unquote stoner. There's nothing wrong, but there are some like, you know, negative things that you can associate with cannabis that, you know, if you can, you can just, if you don't do them there, they aren't part of that reality. If you, um, you know, uh, don't encourage, you know, kids to use cannabis. If you don't encourage, um, you know, um, you know, excessive consumption, unless, you know, someone possibly needs it for like medical purposes, then yeah, everyone's good. And excessive means different things to different people, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. I think being uh, a responsible and productive uh, uh, cannabis user is the, is the best way to prove to people that, you know, this, you know, like, like anything, if you, if you overindulge with something, it can become dangerous. But if, uh, used properly cannabis. Um, I, I think, uh, cannabis is one of the most creative things out there for me. And I'm in, I'm in a business where I'm constantly creating, uh, you know, music and intros and I thinking about ideas and it, it's right up there. So responsible and productive and, and proving to everybody else that it's not reefer madness of, uh, like the 1940s anymore. Yeah. And like m most people, I feel like, like know that, right? Like, Cannabis is legal for over a year now. And like, you know, society didn't like collapse. Right. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a, there's now a precedent for legalization and, um, the, um, I feel like everyone is fairly confident that, uh, you know, that cannabis isn't going to be, you know, a net negative for society. Um, the one thing that people need to realize is that, you know, in their own little bubble, cannabis, you know, is, isn't going to hurt them. Like, there's people who are out there that the stigma, they feel that, you know, um, if someone like smokes, you know, is like smoking in the park across the street, enjoying a picnic, that that is somehow going to like unravel the fabric of their, you know, neighborhood. And there's all of a sudden going to be like crime and stuff. Right. It, it's crazy. Or even just something small, like, you know, the fact that the cannabis store opens up, you know, down the street, it's going to, you know, tank their property value which is like proven statistically to not be true. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, so tell me a little bit about Rocky Mountain Roots. Uh, here in St. Albert, we have a number of different uh, cannabis stores. I think all of them except you are uh, some sort of corporate uh, store situation, although Spirit Leaf is a little bit different. But uh, you guys are truly an independent. Uh, I know uh, the mom and pop term, uh, is is kind of applied to, to your store. Tell us a little bit about what c people can expect uh, when they come to visit Rocky Mountain Roots and what you guys are all about. Right, yeah. We, we try to give people a fairly unique experience because we are independent. We only have one store. We are truly a mom and pop, 
you could say that Ryan and Leah are the mom and the pop. It's their, you know, it's their baby. It's their brainchild. And, um, you know, I'm happy to work there and, you know, represent their company. Um, the, when people come into our store, they can expect, you know, us to have, you know, uh, build relationships, relationships with them and, uh, create a fun atmosphere because we, as we build a rapport with our customers, we want to recognize our regulars and people who contribute to the success of our business. Um, we want to, uh, communicate to the community and to our customers that, um, you know, and bring in products that they want, they enjoy and, you know, check all the boxes that, that, that they have. Um, we, um, we also have like, want to give people kind of like a higher end experience for cannabis where they're, where they're treated really well and they're treated like royalty when they come in. But, uh, at the same time, even though we're Rocky Mountain Roots fine cannabis, we also want to be relatable to everyone, everyone from, you know, someone who just comes in for uh, CBD oil to someone who wants the highest THC where they consume every single day. We want, uh, we want to appeal to everybody. What do you think sets you apart uh, from some other, the other stores? Is, is there something that distinguishes Rocky mountain roots from the others? Right. Yeah. So like, we we want to listen to our customers. We don't want to overeducate people who don't want it. We don't want people to come into our store and then basically be told about, you know, the thousands of terpenes when they're like, look, I'm just trying to get something for my buddy. It's his birthday, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then we also want to be able to, um, you know, cater the experience to what they want and not try to, you know, sell them on whatever brand we've, you know, created a relationship with that week. And, you know, um, we don't want to, we want to listen to what the customer says and what, what they're looking for, for their cannabis experience and basically give them, um, advice and uh, recommendations based on that. Uh, of course, we also want to have things like excellent customer service, excellent pricing, and a great selection, um, as any cannabis store would want. But basically we, we do just want to, um, it to be, this to be a collaboration between us and our customers so that we can create a, um, you know, a tailor-made experience every single time someone comes in the store. I want to be able to tell, you know, Dave that I know he likes pink Kush. And so, you know, there's this new strain coming in that looks really good and, um, that we can, um, basically recommend it because I know him and I know, um, what he likes. Hmm. Uh, that's good. Uh, it's your, your neighborhood cannabis shop where, uh, it's kind of like the cheers motto right? where everybody knows, uh, your name and and there's all as you mentioned there's all different kind of customers have you found um you know is the is the the brand new to cannabis customer is that pretty common or is it the uh you know i just want the highest thc customer is that the most common I, you know I, i'd love for us to get to a point where we're buying cannabis uh you know because of the taste and the terpenes and not the thc level and i make the comparison that Rarely would you buy wine based on the alcohol percentage, but that we're, we're, we're not there yet. So what's kind of the most common customer you see? And are you seeing a lot more new to cannabis customers? Yeah, uh, we, we get someone who's new to cannabis every single day. Awesome. Um, there, there's, there's lots of people who come in and they're just like, I just want to try. I want to see what, it's, what all the hype is about. I want to, you know, or they come in and they say, you know what? I just want something where I can like, chill after a hard day's work and then we we try to set them up um lots and lots of new users are, are approaching us from all different demographics you have people who are you know younger people who've never had tried cannabis before 
and uh, they want to, you know, consume while camping or they want it to spark creativity. Um, there's people who are, um, you know, 60 and th- the last time they consumed cannabis was 30 years ago and they're just trying to get back into it. You have people who, you know, they've lived their, their whole lives and they're just trying to, you know, scratch something off of their um, bucket list, like, uh, you know, as a senior. So there's, there's tons and tons of people. There's no stereotype that this type of person really fits. Um, and we get them all the time, way more than you'd think. Um, as for the people who are always looking for the highest THC, um, something that the entire like cannabis industry has been working on is trying to get change people's perception away from THC and more into, you know, other things like, you know, what are the other factors that, uh, you know, um, influence the experience. Um, you have all these companies bringing up things like the entourage effect, which is basically that THC is only one of the cannabinoids in the, in the plant that is mm. influencing your experience. And if you can assume something that's high THC, yeah, it'll be, uh, give you a strong effect, but there's, there is more to it than that. That being said, I'm going to go back to what I said about, you know, trying not to be pretentious and, you know, give some, give people, try to convince people they want something that they don't. If people do want high THC, there's a reason, right? Like people build tolerance to THC. And sometimes, sometimes if they're asking for high THC, it doesn't necessarily mean that's all they're worried about. But at the same time, you know, it's something that is, is kind of like necessary for them as, as you know, that type of consumer. Uh, we get those people a lot, um, not as much anymore, like definitely declining in, in because uh, as new users kind of like come in and change the conversation, but uh, they, they are still there, yeah. What about some popular strains and popular products uh, that we're seeing? You know, in, in the first year, we saw basically flour and capsules. So you had your flour, you get your pre-rolls, uh, some oil and capsules, things like that. We're seeing so many more new things now, uh, you know, from bubble hash to batter and uh, the edibles and the drinks. What, what are some of the popular strains that you, that your customers want and, and the products that they're after? What are some of the, the best sellers? Sure. Yeah. So essentially like the, the cannabis industry, when it first opened, it had a very like small section of, of strains that were actually available. And a lot of companies were essentially growing the same strain, but naming it something different. And you have this kind of explosion in 2020 of, of these strains coming to the market that, you know, should have been there all along. And people are kind of rejoicing in the, the increase of uh, selection. Uh, popular strains, like pretty much all the haze strains are really popular. Like uh, one I'll mention is Ghost Train Haze. It's an extremely popular sativa. Um, it's got um, kind of like a sweet, earthy aroma. And it's got a super intense cerebral high. Um, a lot of like the more like experienced users tend to go for that one because it's uh, it's just so strong. Um, another one that you'll hear a lot of cannabis like connoisseurs uh, making waves about is there's a lot of um, high end white widow strains out there. So those have been really popular just because a lot of companies have really like um, such as like Seven Acres have come out with extremely well grown flower and it's not really about the strain it's just about the fact that white widow is grown by like everybody and a couple companies said you know i know that everyone has white widow but we're going to do it the best and that competition has really bred a um you know a challenge for a lot of companies that come out with some very good flower um on the other side of things for like popular products um there's a new product that's making a lot of waves right now um it's talked about all the time 
there's a company called Redican, and they have a new format of pre-roll called the Ready. And the Ready, basically the philosophy behind it is that instead of getting like a half gram conical joint, you're getting almost like a little pack. And it has um, many, 10, um, small, thin, like pinners that are basically in a spherical cigarette shape. Or not spherical, um, conical, not conical, uh, cylindrical uh, shape. So they're like little, um, they're very small. They're basically one session for one person. You wouldn't really share one. And uh, they're very thin and long. And they look like a very like classy like tobacco cigarette. And they're popular because they come in packs of 10 and the, you're, they're basically designed to be consumed one at a time and they have very good flour in them. And the last thing is the price. Typically with pricing, you see free rolls, the worst quality flour for a greater price than flour. So there's, for people who consume a lot of cannabis, there's really no incentive to get free rolls because flour is better quality and cheaper for the gram. Um, the readies are really interesting because they're cheaper than the flour and the flour that's in them is quite good. So they're really shaking things up. And I really encourage anyone who has kind of tried pre-rolls and didn't like them to give the readies a chance because they're, they're quite different. And, um, that's the thing I'm most excited about right now, uh, as far as products that are actually in the market as we speak. Yeah, it's uh, those are interesting. They they remind me like the those Virginia Slims or something like that because they're so long and skinny with a big long filter, um, and you know you, you, pre rolls are are for me a, a convenience thing. Uh, I know I'm I'm going uh, camping. I'm going to grab a whole bunch. Or I'm going uh, to a barbecue. I'm going to grab some of those things. Uh, but you're right. You know when you shop around and, and you and you compare price. What about next uh, the next wave? What are you excited about uh, that that will hit the market at some point in the cannabis industry? The, I've, I've personally never been very excited about beverages. That's the thing that like when you go into cannabis stores, they're all hyping up beverages, right? One of the things that I am excited about is concentrates. So concentrate users have been pretty patient and they've been waiting and waiting for concentrates to really pro- proliferate and expand in the legal market. And they kind of haven't yet that much. Um, they've been most cannabis concentrate users who wear, you know, shatter and solventless concentrates like hash and rosin are their, you know, main consumption method. They have not been, you know, consuming on the legal market because of the lack of availability. You mentioned earlier, like the batter, like, like batter and like live rosin typically um, on the legal market is like, there's not that much selection out there. There's only a handful of SKUs, maybe three, maybe four actual products that you can buy in a store and they're not common. There's a very low supply of concentrates. So people who are, you know, depending on concentrates and that's what they, they're coming in to buy, there, there's not that much there for them. And I'm really excited for um, the um, solventless extracts such as rosin to basically become more common and um, have things like shatter into the market. Um, uh, Fireside X is, a, is the first brand to bring true shatter to the Alberta market. And we're very excited to hopefully get that soon. Um, and uh, the uh, we're thinking that that's the next thing. The next thing for the Canadian cannabis industry is definitely going to be concentrates. Pretty much everything else has already been done. And concentrates, there's huge potential for concentrates. And um, 
I, I'm really excited personally. I, I love myself some good rosin, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm down. And uh, we're hoping that it's sooner rather than later. Yeah, I love rosin. I've been, uh, you know, getting uh, you know whether it's uh, the original stash or the Pure Sun Farms ounces and take them to uh, the rosin bros and they press them for me uh, it's all legal uh, it's uh, and and all you're using is heat and pressure and rosin is an absolutely beautiful thing and i think concentrates are really going to pick up um, in the legal market as we go uh, all right let's wrap up on this what are your thoughts on legalization so far uh, being uh, basically the first you know uruguay has done it but it's such a process in uruguay that it's it's so f- completely opposite to what's going on in canada what do you think about the legalization process so far? Yeah, uh, legalization. A lot of people are salty about legalization because of you know all the all the excess packaging, and they think that the quality of the cannabis isn't there. And I'm like, hey, I hear you, I get it, but at the same time, isn't it a beautiful thing? Like, isn't it beautiful that you can consume, and in places like Edmonton, you can even consume publicly in parks and you can do it and, you know, no one's going to chase you around or, you know, flip the sirens on you. It is just genuinely, genuinely the best thing ever. Another thing that's really, you know, beautiful about legalization on the retail side of things is that people can just walk into a cannabis place. And as long as they're 18 years of age, they can walk into a cannabis shop and they can buy cannabis. And it's accessible to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're using it recreationally or medically, it's still there for you. So the fact that it's, accessible to everyone and there's a lot of people that buying on the black market what was a barrier for them it, it intimidated them and it prevented them from using cannabis and the availability and you know and the legitness of cannabis now is really opened up things for a lot of people and um i wouldn't be surprised if cannabis becomes ingrained in you know our culture like a lot of other things that be- cannabis becomes part of Canada, just like, you know, Canadian beer becomes part of Canada or, you know, you know, something like that. So I really think that legalization is a net good. I'm actually, I'm proud to be part of it. Um, I'm not going to say anything bad about it. And because I think that, you know, all the minor inconveniences that have come our way are pale in comparison to all the good it's done. Yeah. I think the, the cool thing, you know, about legalization is I can go to a store, buy a joint, come home, sit on my uh, patio, smoke it without my neighbor calling the cops. If I had a neighbor that was like that. So that's the, the, the cool thing. My favorite thing is the amount of research being done and the amount of uh, knowledge that we're going to gain about this plant. Um, and, and how many eyes it's going to open, uh, down the road and it's going to take time. Um, and, and that's fine. Um, I I'm here for the long haul and I think a lot of other people like you guys are as well. Yeah. Like really like peer reviewed studies are, are necessary for our society to really, you know, have independent people say, Hey, you know what, what they're basically going to say, well, we all know. And that, that, that cannabis isn't really like hurting anybody. And uh, the cannabis is basically here to stay. And uh, those independent scientists out there that are basically doing these studies, they're, I think that they're going to, um, you know, validate and vindicate the, the industry more than it even has already been. And I'm really excited for that. And, um, and then the cool thing is that after they do that, they can go on to researching new cannabinoids and new things and, you know, that things that we never even thought about before. And it's going to blow our minds. 
Beautiful stuff, Matt. This has been a lot of fun. You can find uh, Rocky Mountain Roots uh, in St. Albert, just off uh, Liberton, and you can find them online at rockymountainroots.co, and uh, you can order online, which is important for a lot of people these days and something that I use uh, quite a bit at all the cannabis shops. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for joining me today. Best of luck with Rocky Mountain Roots. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. You can check out One Hitters uh, later on in the week featuring Matt as we get to know his cannabis history and you can find it and full episodes at www.cannabis101podcast.ca where you can also subscribe to the Weed Weekly and qualify for our monthly giveaway. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. My friend David Wiley from the OZ joining me. You can find it online at okanaganz.com slash OZ. Check him out on Twitter at OkanaganZ and at Wiley Ryder. David, how are things? Going pretty going pretty well. Yeah, enjoying the sunshine. Summer weather starts to get here. And uh, my fridge is stocked with cannabis drinks to sit out on the patio with. I mean... Uh, uh, life is good, my friend. Life is good. How about you? Excellent. I'm uh, in the same vein. I'm uh, going camping next week, and I'm looking forward to stocking up on uh, my cannabis and enjoying nature. Uh, so we're in the same boat, and I'm glad to hear that. And uh, we're going to start with uh, the first story we're discussing is there's been a lot of uh, negative news when it comes to the cannabis industry and particularly the stock market. But there are those that are eyeing some cannabis stocks, particularly in the CBD range of things. Indeed. And we are seeing a bit of a comeback overall, uh, which is nice. It's definitely been on the downturn for a long time. And Yahoo Finance, uh, looking at the silver lining here, has published a piece pumping three stocks that it says are worth checking out if you're in the market when it comes to the cannabis industry. And overall, they're talking about CBD and uh, and how that's starting to become mainstream. And it has for a while, I guess, it's being used in everything from beverages to pet products. Uh, there's a lot of increasing uh, consumer awareness and acceptance overall. Um you know, it, it, Yahoo Finance, particularly talking about CBD uh, here in Canada, I think that uh, it goes uh, pretty far beyond that. And cannabis just overall, also THC, is very much becoming mainstream and accepted. So it's telling that the Yahoo Finance's three stocks to watch are all Canadian companies. Um, the first of those three is Aurora Cannabis out there in Alberta. And they entered the market pretty early on in this whole process uh, in the medical space, so definitely lots of CBD knowledge uh, along with its other products. And it's also had uh, some investment in Reliva, which is a U.S. CBD company. Now, Aurora is um, coming out with a lot more value-priced products, um, which is, again, becoming a little bit more mainstream. I think companies go that way. And that's helping them to compete with the black market. 
Aurora recently reported a, um, a revenue of around $217 million, which is up from $1.1 million in 2016. So, you know, what a what a massive increase as we've seen cannabis, so the cannabis market really become a force to be reckoned with here. And uh, there's there's a lot of growth potential. That's something that Yahoo uh, generally has pointed out in their piece. Now, the, the second company that they've recommended looking at, is, it was a bit of a surprise to me, to be honest, uh, is Canopy Growth Corporation. I mean, yeah, obviously the biggest company in Canada when it comes to cannabis. Um, but to say that they were hit hard in their recent fourth quarter earnings is an understatement. Right. So uh, after that massive fourth quarter loss, I was a little surprised to see them on this new list. Um, but that said, you know, if you're investing in stocks, often you're taking a really long look, uh, or hopefully anyway, uh, if you're looking at retirement savings, you, you're looking at companies that are going to have that long-term growth. And when it comes to Canopy, looking at the way that they're growing the, their beverages uh, and their chocolates, these are going to be markets that continue to grow, and they've really eked out their own spot in that um, they've also set, set themselves up to enter into the U.S. market by entering into a deal to buy acreage uh, if and when federal legalization happens. The, the third company that they're talking about, um, not as much of a surprise, a lot of people are, are actually really excited about Afria and what's happening there. Uh, as far as the stock price goes, it seems to still be fairly well-priced, uh, especially after we've seen just everything drop over the, the last little while. Um, so as we look at it, it's a bit of an uptick. Uh, Afri has got its own value price products. It's pretty well positioned in the medical market, um, and it's very liquid. So it's uh, it's in good shape. There are no debt maturities, as one of the things that's noticed. And the company has a cash balance of over five hundred five hundred million dollars, which really puts it in a position to to weather storms as they come. Um, you know, the Afri's business strategy is a, a smart one overall. Also, it's prices products generally low um, to gain market share because it is a competitive base and a lot of people are, are looking for something that's not going to break the bank. So those are Yahoo's three picks and um, overall they're all interesting companies to look at uh, if this is uh, an area of the market that you want to be invested in. For sure. So finally some good news when it comes to uh, the uh, the cannabis marketplace uh, and the uh, the stock market for sure. Um, also some good news if you are a fan of cannabis and you either live and are listening, hello to you if you are, in Israel or like to travel there because uh, it sounds like uh, the, uh, the, the government is forward thinking with cannabis. It sounds that way, and Israel overall has been in the medical space for a while now. They're actually quite progressive, Yes, and um, a lot of Canadian companies have gone over to Israel and seen uh, what opportunities there are, are over there, uh, and it looks like that attention is going to pay off. Um, sounds like legalization is expected there, possibly even in the next four months, Um on the the, the uh, recreational side, as far as those restrictions be eased, so the two big parties have been talking about it, and uh, and seem to be backing it. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, as far as I know right now, there there are really aren't very many countries uh, at all that even have medical uh, legalization, and for the rec market. 
uh, in Canada and Uruguay uh, and the U.S. So am I missing any, Dean? No, I, I know there are a number of countries in various different states are looking at it. The, the, the last time I had a really good in-depth conversation with somebody uh, globally on this, I was told there are 54 different countries looking at some sort of cannibalize or cannab- cannabis, <laughs> not, <laughs> not cannibalization, uh, cannabis <laughs> legislation, whether that's decriminalizing or legalizing. And like I said, in various different forms and you know far along obviously israel as you mentioned has been a research leader on cannabis is uh, kind of leading the way but there are other countries that we could see taking these steps in the next uh, couple of years i i was surprised to see this is happening could be happening rather uh, so soon it it really does seem like it's uh, it, things globally have been escalating um and you israel a lot of a lot of countries are watching them so this is a really positive step. Uh, as far as the details go, I mean, nothing's really set in stone, but it looks like cannabis use is uh, going to be permitted for those 21 and up, which is pretty similar to the U.S., um, Canada being pretty progressive at 19 plus. And uh, it, this legalization would also exclude workers in security-related jobs. Um, seems to be particularly important in a country like Israel. Yes. Uh, so that's good news. Um, as mentioned, uh, they've done a, a yeoman's work when it comes to research on cannabis. So mm-hmm. as yeah. you mentioned, pretty forward thinking company. Um, this next gentleman we're going to talk about uh, has made some, uh, um, uh, I guess, some interesting uh, statements and, and uh, things when it comes to cannabis. He's turned some eyes, you might say. He smoked weed with Joe Rogan on his podcast and uh, Elon Musk recently sending out these two tweets, uh, one saying, this will probably get me into trouble, but I feel I have to say it. And then he followed up with selling weed literally went from major felony to essential business open during pandemic in much of America, yet many are still in prison. Doesn't make sense. Isn't right. And this is something that we were saying. This went from illegal to essential uh, in Canada. And uh, I, th- I think what he's driving at is like l- the people that are still in jail for pot possession or something else, let them free. Mm-hmm. The, that tweet, the second one there about, uh, uh, you know, how selling weed literally went from major felony to essential business has uh, since received 710,000 likes. Um, Elon's a really interesting guy. I watched the, the SpaceX launch. And, uh, you know, the space travel is fascinating in the world. His electric cars, his um, solar, his work with solar panels and sol- solar electricity, solar farms. Um, really avant-garde. Now, when it comes to cannabis legislation, a lot of people are wondering why it took Elon so long to make this statement. Yeah. And you, the first tweet that this is probably going to get me in into trouble was actually a tease. He tweeted that out on June 5th and then waited all the way till June 6th to make this, you know, earth shattering statement on behalf of freeing people who uh, are imprisoned right now for cannabis offenses. So he's (laughs) as much as we want to say that Elon's been greeted with a, with a party like response for, um, you know, coming out and making this great, 
groundbreaking statement. He's actually been more trolled than anything. Um, you know, with uh, people saying that uh, one of the tweets back at him was, Elon, literally everyone thinks this. Why are you like this, dude? Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone else said, Elon Musk arrives to the party years late, yells to the crowd, I might get in trouble for this, but water is wet. You know? Yeah. Um, so, well, well, it's great that we've got Elon Musk support. Huzzah. Thank you, sir. Um, it's really the politicians that this message needs to get through to. So hopefully uh, Mr. Musk, with all of his riches and uh, his current fame, can put some pressure on people to uh, to really make the decisions that matter when it comes to freeing cannabis and, in particular, freeing people that are in prison right now for a crime which is completely legal in, uh, in, in other parts of the states uh, and in Canada, of course. Yeah, he's arrived at the cannabis rally as they're sweeping up and uh, arrived uh, the, uh, offering his support. You know, it's uh, it's late. Uh, it's good that he is at least publicly speaking about it. I think the stock for Tesla dropped uh, a little bit after his appearance on Joe Rogan, and then it then it came back up. But people were some people were freaked out or or whatever. But uh, I don't know. I. Uh, anybody that shows their support for cannabis whenever they do it sometimes i think well people want to be cautious about their career uh but this is elon musk we're talking about right like i don't think he has to be that cautious about his career he's got some job security that's for sure <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah he, he tweeted on may 1st uh, tesla stock price too high imo <laughs> and then it had about 14 billion dollars wiped off of the electric vehicle company's value so it prompted a guy named Elvis to say, dude, I just lost $10,000 because of that tweet. What is wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it shows his influence now, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, it, 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 certainly people, when he when he says something, for good or bad, uh, people certainly pay attention. All right, uh, so people are obviously paying attention to uh, cannabis in Canada and the uh, the, you know, there's there's the corporate way of doing it. There's the independent way of doing it. And there's an interesting article on uh, MuggleHead.com about corporate cannabis in Canada. You know, we teased this a little bit earlier on, talking about stock prices and uh, about the value brand. And that's something that is really starting to gain ground, thank goodness. Um, because I, I remember when, uh, when legalization first came uh, to Canada and the cost per gram was hovering over 10 bucks. Um, you couldn't get much that was cheaper than that. And yeah, Mugglehead Media talked with Michael Armstrong. He's an associate professor at Brock University. And uh, he said that uh, in the early days, corporate cannabis was just too busy bragging about square meters of growing space. And I do remember that rather than zeroing in on what consumers actually wanted, which was cheap quality weed. And that's what we still want. After months of disappointing sales, more and more licensed producers started to, to get the message that that's what people were looking for and uh, introduced some bulk price value brands, um, which really is starting to become a bit of a corporate, uh, a corporate necessity to have that value brand. You've got Quebec-based Hexo that's come out with original Dash. Got British Columbia-based uh, Pure Sun Farms that puts out pretty affordable ounces, uh, just over a hundred bucks. 
and uh, Aurora sells the daily special that uh, I've seen in uh, 15Gs, and all of those different products hover around uh, five bucks a gram, and that's generally what the black market was pricing pricing at. Um, so the, that competition um, for price is finally there, and finally becoming something that uh, that spreads. So uh, you know we're starting to uh, we're starting to see things go the right direction when it comes to that, uh, and it, it's even more important now uh, as we're we're moving into and are well really fully into the COVID nineteen recession. Uh, people just don't have the expendable cash that they previously did and are looking for brands that are putting out quality product at, a, at a, an affordable price. Um, this doesn't mean, of course, that quality is meaningless. And still some of the most popular um, products out there, so the most popular strains and companies, do hover around you know, 12 13 bucks a gram, um, even higher when it comes to companies like Broken Coast, for example, that people are still showing off online and still paying top dollar for. Um, but with that high price, you better be putting out consistent fire. Uh, because the second that someone pays, you know, 17, 18 bucks for a gram and they get popcorn nuggets and, and shake in that container, man, it goes online and people show zero mercy in their criticism. Um, so, so yeah, let's uh, let's keep that value price coming along with the quality. We really want the next adult. Yeah, it, it is so important. Um, the one thing I will say is, depending on where you live, taxes play a, a massive impact on that. I mean, here in Alberta, uh, the the taxes are ridiculous, and you know, there's sometimes only so much. Um, you know, the retailer, depending on what they pay for it, uh, and and, I, and I'm not saying that's the only thing, but. Um, the 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 taxes federally and the taxes provincially sometimes uh, are the biggest hinderment in the price. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. the pri- the price is pretty good in BC and not so good in Alberta. Yeah, for sure. We the, we see this really clearly too with vape products, right? Um, you know, for example, where the taxes can be really high to send. I don't even know what point they're trying to send now, to be honest. Um, so. It, it, also, when it comes to cannabis 2.0 products now being available, there really is no excuse for putting LARF into the container. I mean, take those low-shelf buds and put them into your vapes, put them into your chocolates, put them into your beverages, and, you know, give us give us the top of the plant. That's what we want. 100%. David Wiley is with the OZ. You can find it online, okanaganz.com slash OZ. Check them out on Twitter at Z and at Wiley Ryder. Enjoy the sunshine and enjoy the cannabis, David. Thanks very much. We'll chat next week. You too, my friend. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. The Cannabis Hemp and Expo that was supposed to take place in April will now go 
on October 3rd and 4th at the Edmonton Expo Center. We'll be there live on location. Well, we'll be there live. We'll be on location. We won't be going live, most likely, but we will be recording some podcast episodes. So if you want to come down and be a part of the show, uh, by all means do that. We will, of course, make sure we are taking uh, all the precautions when it comes to physical distancing and cleaning uh, and uh, making sure that uh, we are not leaving uh, any germs on anything that you might be touching. So I know the uh, the whole uh, event will be taking their precautions. And if you want to find out more information and get tickets, you can do so at www.cannabishempexpo.com. That's October 3rd and 4th at the Edmonton Expo Center. We will be there on location and we will have some tickets to be giving away as we get closer to the show. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. <laughs> and beyond. Be careful with that, man. Uh, is it heavy stuff, man? <laughs> Today, our cannabis character is Willie Nelson, uh, who is no stranger to cannabis on or off screen. And his character is the you should have been there kind of smoker from Half Baked. One of the guys that you see on a montage that they do about the different kind of smokers uh, half baked is uh, it's one of the greatest uh, uh, stoner movies out there it's got some hilarious cameos like willie nelson some really really funny uh, main characters like dave chappelle and uh, dave chappelle is telling everybody uh, he kind of narrates the movie anyways he's telling us about the different kinds of smokers john stewart is one that we played a few episodes ago and Willie Nelson is, uh, John Stewart plays the on weed guy. Like everything is better on weed. Um, it's actually, uh, it's it's actually quite funny. Here's, here's a little John Stewart. You're Scarface, right? Yeah. I love Al Pacino, man. Did you ever see Scent of a Woman? Yup. <laughs> Have you ever seen Scent of a Woman on weed? So there's John Stewart. Uh, he's one of the guys that's on weed. So. Willie Nelson's character is the guy who always talks about how things were better in his day. Uh, if you're a Sopranos fan, do you remember uh, Feech LaManna? The guy that came out of jail and was, uh, um, I'm trying to remember the, the guy who uh, played his uh, character. Um, anyway, uh, Feech uh, came out of jail. And uh, all he would talk about was how everything was so much better in uh, his day and the way they ran uh, their crew uh, uh, was, uh, was was so much better than and Tony, uh, Tony just like he had uh, finally had enough. Um, and uh, they ended up uh, well I want I don't, I'm not gonna spoil it for you if you haven't uh, seen uh, the sopranos yet uh, but this guy was always like, oh, it's always better in my day. Uh, what's that guy? Robert Loggia, I think was his name. Uh, anyway, so this is the kind of guy that, sorry, I went on a tangent there. This is basically Willie Nelson. Everything was better in, in his day, but he does. Uh, I will have to say Willie Nelson has some some great lines in this movie. Hell, back in the 60s, I was <laughs> smoking shit on the street. 
Cops didn't say nothing. Hell, he's getting high, too. Everybody was good. Oh. It wasn't a thing to do because it was a thing to do, you know. It was a thing to do because it got you high. Can you do it? I feel you. No, I, that's why I'm doing it. I feel it. Man, you're cool as shit, mister. I hate to do it, but I got to charge you. That, that, that's 60 bucks. 60 bucks? Yeah. Man, I remember when a dime bag cost a dime. You know what I mean? You know how much condoms used to cost back in them days? How much? I don't know. I, we never used them. <laughs> Classic. And that's probably true as well uh, with Willie Nelson, who is never shy to uh, speak about cannabis. So Willie Nelson, as the you should have been there smoker from Half-Bake, is our cannabis character today. I want to remind you that through Lobo Genetics and the Cannabis 101 podcast, you can get a DNA kit for 50% off with the promo code CANNABIS101. Head to LoboGene.com and use the promo code CANNABIS101. This is the way to go, especially if you are new to cannabis. Are you a little bit worried about cannabis and the effects it might have on you? Well, this is right up your rally. You send away for the kit, you take the swab, the swab, you send it back to them, and then you can find out how do you metabolize cannabis, uh, cannabis. Second time I've done that. How do you metabolize cannabis? How do you react to THC when it comes to memory loss potential or any potential mental health effects? It really does allow you to zero in on what cannabis is good for you and and what cannabis maybe just might not be right from you. And then they start recommending strains for certain moods and and situations that you want to uh, aspire to. So it's like having your own bud tender. Head to lobogene.com. Use the promo code CANNABIS101, all one word, and get your own bud tender with your own DNA kit at 50% off. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Once again, our educator on the Cannabis 101 podcast joins me. Chris Ionson is the manager of the Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave location and joins me now for What's That Strain? How are you enjoying the beautiful sunshine we are having right now, Chris? Uh, yeah, Dean, uh, thanks for having me, buddy. Uh, I'm enjoying the sun right now. It's, uh, it's been a wonderful day. Uh, I've got my blinds open. Uh, my plant is loving it too. So yeah, it's great. I am looking forward to getting out and enjoying it as well. And I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting about uh, the strain we're doing today. We're doing Purple Bud, which is an uh, indica-dominant uh, hybrid. And it, it comes from the LP ABBA Medics. Um, and before people get too excited, uh, you will not hear Fernando while you're smoking this because there is no relation uh, to the Swedish band, uh, but it is a company that received their license in 2017. So tell us a little bit about ABBA Medics. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, ma- mama mia. <laughs> uh, yeah, so ABBA Medics, they're, uh, they're a division of uh, Canada House Wellness Group. Uh, and like you said, they're a licensed producer. They got their uh, license in 2017. Um, 
And they're kind of comprised of, of three main subsidiaries, uh, Canada House Clinics, which is kind of a, a medicinal uh, uh, clinics where you can go and speak with doctors who are kind of uh, trained up in, in the cannabis uh, medicinal world. Uh, Canalysis Technologies, Inc., uh, where they're kind of doing some research and development stuff. Uh, and then Abomedics Corp. is, uh, is their, uh, their cannabis uh, recreational brand that we're seeing here now in Alberta. All right. So what do we know about Abomedics when it comes to, you know, where they grow, uh, what their facilities are like, uh, what their kind of their, their, I guess maybe you call it their core ethos or whatever it might be, what they, what they really stand for and what they're really striving to do. Yeah. So they're, they're out of Pickering, Ontario. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got a 22,000 square foot, uh, facility. It's an indoor uh, facility, uh, quite state of the art, uh, a lot of technological kind of advances with it. Uh, they do maintain a full per- per- perpetual grow, uh, and they're producing right now, um, two to 3000 kilograms of, of dried flour annually. So, uh, they've got harvest every three weeks. So, uh, kind of on the, on the, the smaller to, to mid, mid size, uh, uh, grower right now, but, uh, everything that I've tried from them has been, uh, pretty awesome quality they've got a, a really nice critical uh, orange punch and their purple bud has been uh, super nice and uh with with kind of what, what abomatics is about uh, they're focused on producing handcrafted premium quality medical grade cannabis um and it's medical grade cannabis but it's in the rec market um and it's for patients you know seeking safe solutions for their you know common to complex health and recreational and wellness needs all right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, uh, they're, pre- they're pretty awesome. Uh, been a big fan of them so far. Yeah. And they seem to be able to, to kind of cover all the bases, uh, whether you're a, a medical patient, which people can go down that road or adult recreation and, and, uh, some cool strains that they have on their website, which we'll get to in a second. But with this purple bud specifically that we're talking about by, ABBA medics, uh, man, uh, we are talking like wh- when they talk about like Mount Rushmore of strains and, and that's something we might have to do <laughs> at some point, we're, we're looking at some of the names that might, might be up there on this. Uh, we, we, we got three land race and a color strain. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so the, uh, the purple buds genetics, it's, uh, Afghani, uh, really legendary Indica land race strain. Uh, crossed with Jamaican, uh, another land race uh, sativa strain. Uh, and then we've got, uh, Hindu Kush, legendary indica strain. Uh, that was my first, my first grow. Right. Uh, and then crossing in some purple Kush, uh, another legendary indica. So we've got three land races and a color in there. Man, that is some heavy stuff. And, and, you know, we've talked in the past and, and most commonly you have one strain crossed with another. When you start mixing in four, we've talked about three in the past. This is uh, this is big time uh, when when you're talking about this lineage and, and how purple bud is bred. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool for sure. I mean, uh, it's it's definitely bred from some of the most uh, important cannabis gene pools in the world. Uh, you know, purple bud's uh, parents and ancestors can be traced directly to the legendary indica cultivars of Afghanistan's Hindu Kush region. Uh, as well as uh, you know, to the the California medicinal marijuana scene as well. So it's 
kind of cool uh, that you know global uh, global feel, uh, as well as uh, it being you know bred in in the Netherlands, uh, you know, and in, in, in the seed banks over there. So uh, kind of all over the world here, uh, and yeah, definitely with the the two pure Afghanica uh, cultivars, the Afghan and the Hindu Kush. Those are kind of the the main influences behind the purple bud, and they kind of provide that the kick, the the high potency punch, uh, and as well as the swift flowering and dense buds that it'll produce when you're growing it. Uh, and then they kind of throw it, they threw in the uh, the Jamaican sativa, uh, which gives the purple bud uh, a little bit of height when it's growing. So you're just going to get a little bit more bud. It's going to um, just ultimately be a, a healthier plant. Um, and then, uh, yeah, they, uh, they mixed in the purple Kush too, uh, just to kind of center it, uh, to be, uh, you know, a, a steady, uh, heavy indica and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a delight. It's a delight to smoke the, uh, the purple bud. Man, there is so much going on with this strain and, you know, Jamaican is, you know, one that I don't know a whole lot about. Maybe, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those land race strains that is, is kind of rare, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, I I've never uh, got my hands on any any Jamaican or you know the, the lamb's bread or lamb's breath uh, strains. You know that come uh, straight from Jamaica. It would be cool to try. I think it'd be awesome if you know an LP uh, you know tried to to seek out some of those you know just straight Jamaican genetics. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's the it's the one combating the indica in this with some pretty heavy indicas, and then you've got the one sativa Jamaica, Jamaican that is uh, counteracting uh, some of that. And this particular strain by Abamedics, uh, it's uh, it's not slight in the CD uh, in the THC department. No, no, it's uh, came in at seventeen point eight seven with a zero percent on the CBD, but yeah, seventeen point eight seven on the THC. Uh, so it's definitely got some some punch to it. And then when we talk about the name, uh, it's obviously named after uh, the the look of you know the the purple Kush uh, that that brings this the that purple look. We're gonna get into the look of the one we got in a second, but generally that's what it's named after. Yeah, that's right. Uh, definitely, there's definitely some some purple buds uh, that have been bred to, to you know have that uh, purple bud appearance where you know you kind of mixes in with the green. Um, yeah, that's, that's the name. Okay. The look of this, let's start with the packaging. What do you like uh, about the packaging? Uh, for sure. So the packaging, it's a, a small white pouch. Uh, it's resealable, fairly easy to get into. It's got the little tab for your thumb. Um, it, it's the same as the free rolls too. So, um, uh, yeah. Just, you know, easy to, to deal with afterwards. Yeah. I uh, didn't, I didn't yeah. have to, uh, cut this package open uh this time uh like the last time we uh we did the uh the strain i had to use scissors to cut it open this is easy it it's a perfect spot shows where your thumb can go easy to pop it open easy to reseal it uh, and then w- when we got it open uh depth there was that you know you were talking about the height of the plant maybe that's where this comes in because there was that really long skinny uh thick bud that that came in this uh, three and a half gram, uh, gram package yeah i think uh you know that that would have to do with the you know the sativa genetics in there and, and the, the plant growing taller uh i think that would factor into this. i got some uh, kind of longer uh, buds too in, in the package that I got as mm-hmm. well. 
I didn't get a whole lot of purple in mine. Now, I, I there are pictures out there where you definitely can see the purple. Wasn't as much as mine. I, I see dark green and dark brown pistols, but good trichome coverage. Yeah, yeah, same here. Um, you know, I had some some dark green and, and there was like I had a couple of, of flex maybe I was just really looking for some purple I had a couple of flex that were you know darker green than that dark green you know maybe like dark green trying to be purple but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> not quite mm -hmm. sadly I'll post some pisters on my uh, Instagram account uh, uh, a little bit later on and people can uh, kind of judge for themselves alright lay on me the terpene profile for sure so uh, the dominant terpenes we're dealing with here uh teriophylline uh that's the uh black pepper kind of spicy flavor uh linalool uh, and that's kind of the floral lavender style uh terpene uh and then we've got pining in there as well for the kind of piney woodsy flavor all right i i love that uh, the spice i love the linalool reminds me of my mom's flower garden uh and pining is like a nice walk in the woods so that terpene profile is uh, dynamite uh, in my opinion what about the desired effect everybody does react a little bit differently to cannabis so we should point that out uh but what's the kind of the general desired effect that you found out and uh, and that you've experienced personally uh it's, it's very relaxing on the body uh that, that's kind of the the real nice thing about the purple bud uh there's there, it does have some slight head effects to it um so I think it's kind of a nicely balanced indica dominant strain. Uh, there's a nice like a little blast of like soothing euphoria. Uh, you know, uh, I find myself you know getting the smiles when I when I try out the purple bud. Uh, so it's definitely a good mood bud, uh, very upbeat. Uh, it is a bit of a creeper though, so uh, I find that uh, takes a little bit longer to feel the effects uh, once consuming purple bud. Uh, but generally with those creepers. Uh, the, the high tends to last a little bit longer, it kind of feels like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's, um, you, you don't feel the full effects. You kind of, you just see a little bit, little bit, little bit, and then boom, you're like, okay, I'm there. Whereas some other ones, it's like, hit it, boom, I'm there. And then it fades out quickly. Whereas the, the kind of the creeper high, like I said, little by little, then you get the full effects. And, and it just seems to, because it creeps up on you, last a little bit longer. Whether it does or not, I don't know. I haven't actually uh, uh, scientifically <laughs> timed it out, but it, it certainly feels like that. Um, okay, the three <laughs> Ws, who, what, and when is this good for? Uh, who's good for level two, uh, you know, the intermediate smoker, um, I don't think someone brand new to cannabis is going to want to jump in with some purple bud, but, uh, it is, um, yeah, level two, um, you know, to, to the expert too. I mean, it, uh, what, what it's good for, uh, I good for chilling out, uh, couch time. <laughs> I, uh, I got made to this stuff and, uh, found myself uh, relaxing on the couch a lot watching, Watching movies, you know, unwinding after a long day, uh, you know, solo or or with some pals too, um, you know, as, as things are kind of loosening up here and we're being socially distant, um, and uh, I find too that it helps get the uh, the appetite going. Uh, <laughs> definitely brought out the munchies in me uh, every time that I've smoked it, and uh, also kind of thought provoking. There's some been some interesting conversations. 
well, that come I, with the purple book. That's awesome. I find cannabis stimulates conversation so much. And I, and I know uh, that, uh, you know, with Nova Cannabis and, and legalization across Canada, uh, you guys are about the adult rec market. But for me, I can tell people that if, if you are uh, trying to uh, generate an appetite and there's lots of people th- with uh, different afflictions that they just don't have an appetite well here's a here's a nice strain uh, that you can use whether you want to smoke it if you don't want to smoke it you can find a vape for it there's lots of ways uh, but for those that are looking to stimulate an appetite due to any kind of an affliction uh, this one is uh, right up your alley and, and for those that are on the adult rec market just have a bag of chips handy right <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the taste test, I'm going to fire this up in the old uh, Hexasaurus Rex, the hexagon from Burnt. Uh, what should I be tasting when I fire this up? Uh, so it's going to be sweet and sour, kind of the main the main taste to it. Um, there is like a, you know, kind of a overall hint of spice uh, to the flavoring. Uh, very smooth. Uh, I didn't, uh, you know, not a lot of like, throat tickles or, you know, any kind of cough. It's, it's smooth. It's a smooth smoke. Uh, and there's a little bit of a sweetness on the exhale, a uh, little blueberry, kind of what I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely know what you're talking about. And I also found some, f- uh, some floral hints in there too, which comes in with the, the, the linen. That was, I found on the, the exhale as well as I got those little bit of a floral hints, but Right off the bat, uh, you get uh, some spice and uh, definitely yeah. uh, some sweetness and, and counteract with the sour. But I do get a hint of uh, of floral in there as well. Yeah, um, totally. It's 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 a tasty bud. Well, yeah, with the the uh, the lineage that it gets, and I I don't know about you, but whenever I see a purple bud, I think grapes or berries, and that's the the when I see it and I know I'm smoking it, that's kind of what gets in my mind, like squishy grape juice berries or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I I echo that sentiment, Dean. Like uh, I'm a big fan of the purple strains, Granddaddy Purps, uh, Purple Mendocino. Uh, yeah, purple chitral, like yeah. I, you know, all all the uh, all the purple strands that I've had have always, you know, had a real nice kind of fruitier berry flavor to them, mm-hmm. um, similar to the color purple. Yeah, purple chitral <laughs> is, uh, it's delicious. All right, this has been good. Purple yeah. bud and indica dominant from Abba. Medics, yeah, you can grab that at Nova Cannabis on Jasper Ave or any of the other Nova Cannabis stores. You can use the click and collect system. You just go to the Leafly website, pick the Nova Cannabis store you want to shop at, make your order. By the time you get there, Chris and his gang will already have it ready for you. And soon you'll be able to get things like shatter. Uh, I've tried the batter um, and I'm looking forward to the shatter, Chris. Uh, yeah. what, what can you tell us about this? Yeah, so we've seen uh, a skew there from, from Fireside. They're doing some Whopper Shatter. Um, so I bet it's going to be a banger. Uh, I've heard a lot of good feedback about the uh, the batter that we've had and the caviar. Uh, a lot of a lot of the uh, the folks that have picked it up have come back into the store and either you know looked for more or you know given us their feedback on 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 this new stuff and, and now it's super clean and uh, does a really good job of you know giving them the effects they're looking for. Yeah, it's outstanding. I've enjoyed the batter, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, the the shatter and all the other products that are uh, coming on the market. Uh, and Purple Bud, 
uh, from Abimedix is one of them. Uh, you can pick it up. Uh, Nova Cannabis used the click and collect system through Leafly. Chris, this has been a lot of fun. Get outside, enjoy the sun and your cannabis. Thanks very much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Company joining me. You can find it online at greengencompany.com. Melka, how are you enjoying the sunshine in our province after the uh, few days of rain that we had? It feels like it's a new everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fresh and clean and shiny and bright. Even the green looks greener. A hundred percent. It does look beautiful out there and it does feel good to get out in uh, the sunshine. And we're going to start our segment today with change makers and, and something that, you know, my show is uh, a lot about. And I know that you are very passionate about and that's education when it comes to cannabis. And, and we're talking about educating uh, for teaching people about the wellness of cannabis, which there is an abundance of. Yes, I'm really excited about about this organization and what they're doing. And yeah, I, uh, I'm excited to get into this. This company is uh, Canadian-made, uh, Alberta, actually. Uh, this is a learning academy. So one of the things that I was, you know, in my, I guess my ongoing uh, debate with people on LinkedIn uh, and, other, and, and, in, and in various chat groups and groups that I'm a part of, um, I'm pretty adamant about the the anti CBD model, and I, I've been vocal about it on your on your podcast as well. Really believe that um, the the core of that is that a CBD model doesn't really allow for people to understand what the product is. It just it kind of assumes that you've got a brand, you've got a package, you've got a label, and that tells the whole story. And that's true for most CBD products. And the only caveat being that if they don't know about it, the advertising and the marketing around it will fill in the rest. But with cannabis. Um, there's just there's too much to know, and there is no such thing as an, an, uh, a one-stop place to get all of that information. Um, and largely, what we've learned is that the wellness space, not just the medical space, but the the feeling better about yourself space, uh, has become a massive um, new market for different types of products. And I believe that this um, is sort of the answer to growing not only the interest in cannabis from uh, a recreation or adult use purpose, but also for educating people that would never come within 100 feet or anything of cannabis because of the stigma attached to it. So you need a source of education that goes beyond just, uh, obviously, we can't advertise around it. It goes beyond the package, which we can't do in Canada either. So I kind of stumbled upon, or this actually, this company, this group found me, um, and they're based in Calgary, but they run a diploma um, and certificate program. It's called the Elevated Learning Academy. Um, and they offer wellness uh, certificates and programs already in the, in the health and wellness space. So this is sort of a perfect um, addition to their lineup of um, uh, certificate programs. 
And what they're offering is a four-month diploma program, um, which is a combination, I think, of in-class and online, um, around, it's called the Cannabis and Health Specialist Diploma Program. And from what I understand, it's the first of its kind, uh, which is really interesting. And it's not focusing on how to grow the plant or how to work in an LP or how to cultivate. This is actually teaching people about how to include the cannabis conversation when addressing people's uh, health and wellness outside of a medical uh, setting. I find this fascinating and wonder, you know, why uh, we're, I'm just hearing about this now. So these sort of things, um, you know, should have been day one uh, in concert with legalization because this is, uh, this is fascinating. This isn't, um, like this is, this is literally could be perfect for the person that is brand new, doesn't know anything about cannabis. This is exactly up their alley. Yeah, and this is a professional program. So this allows you to get a diploma um, so that you could have, be certified and educated for sharing this information with, with others. Right. So it's a perfect uh, kind of uh, program to largely, like it's, it's a post-secondary program. So it's for people that are already professionals or they're in the, they're in the wellness space. Like there are other programs or there are other um, um, past uh, grads uh, took the personal fitness program or nutritional wellness program. So this really fits in nicely with that um, and complements existing other courses that people might take that are really preventatively health and wellness focused outside of a cannabis retail store where you can't talk about these topics and this wellness aspect with a consumer. So it's sort of the, it's like everything outside of the actual cannabis retail chain in order to educate people on cannabis. This is what that encompasses. Right. You, you cannot go into, unfortunately, you can't go into a cannabis retail store and say, I have a, a migraine. What can you help me with? They're not allowed to, as much as they might want to, they're not allowed uh, to give you medical advice. So uh, this is a, a situation where you can be the person uh, giving some of that uh, cannabis medicinal advice. And, and definitely, um, you know, this is what you would brand change makers. They are, they are making changes in this space to improve, uh, you know, ultimately the, the health of Canadians. Yeah, and this is exactly like where I see this fitting. It's like, you know, the, the end consumer, you know, maybe isn't even thinking about cannabis in their wellness practice, but they're already seeing a fitness coach. They're already seeing a nutritional person. Maybe they're seeing a physiotherapist or a chiropractor, a um, massage therapist, any one of those people that already has a designation of something, and it already has a, rela- a trusted relationship with their practitioner where their practitioner knows and understands their um, personal and medical situation and can add on um, this cannabis understanding and knowledge into their their course of treatment or in their recommendation uh, with a, a real understanding of the of the physical and the physiological impact and contraindications with existing health conditions, but it doesn't have to be a doctor prescribing it or dosing it. It can really be that guided, holistic uh, wellness, like the full picture. And this is ideal. This is something I'm so excited about this program. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting to help, uh, uh, part, part, uh, plan as well as potentially a hope to get to teach it. I haven't, it hasn't been decided, but I would like to, uh, sort of a self endorsement because this is what I've been talking about all along and they found me. So I feel like it's sort of been a, a perfect meeting of the mind. And it's the first of its kind. I have not found anything like this else in Canada. 
Um, and I'd, I'd like to, you know, just put the feelers out there for other people that are trying to figure out a way to get into the cannabis space, but not necessarily in the LP or the retailer side, uh, but really to make change within the use of cannabis and broaden it for people for wellness reasons. This is how you do it. You give them an education and you take that education and apply it to the people that they're already working with. All right. So people can find that at Elevated Learning Academy dot com uh wonderful uh sounding program i can't wait to dive into that more down the road so normally we start with a uh, an opening topic and we finish with what it means to be green and in light of um you know what's happening globally really you know it, it's obviously uh magnified on uh, the united states of america but we are seeing changes around the world and calls for changes around the world so today we are doing what it means to be black and green yeah, and you know, I, I had to think about this for a long time because it is one this is this subject matter, this person, this individual, I believe is a he was a massive original trailblazer way before his time for cannabis and for marijuana. Uh, and that is Bob Marley. Uh, he my hats off to the what his career was about, but he is synonymous with, with marijuana. He openly spoke about it and was very much outspoken about in support of legalization of marijuana in, in his home country of Jamaica and in the U.S. and in the U.K., everywhere where he went. And his his music is a testament to that. I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, Get Up, Stand Up is an anthem of activism for the movement of times of change against whatever was happening at the time, largely against Black people, largely against, you know, the establishment, whatever it was. But he did it in such a way that has now become so prolific into our eardrums, it's almost like it's lost its meaning. So that's really why I want to point out that, that Bob Marley, not only was he a, a, a black individual, but he was the original, in my mind, the proponent of legalization of cannabis, because he called it a, a healing herb. He used the term sacrament as an aid to medication. He saw it as part of a holistic wellness approach, which is exactly what I'm talking about here in Canada today, but back in the 60s, um, and he, his products and his name and his, you know, Rastafarian uh, movement has become synonymous with, you know, reggae and, and the whole culture um, has had so much proliferation. And really what it started with was his, you know, really believing that you need something like this to save, it to soothe your soul. And he talked about it at length and um, actually converted to Rastafarianism, or I don't know if he started the movement or he joined it, um, away from Christianity. Um, and he was a huge proponent of cannabis being part of a spiritual, um, a, a healing part, part of what you're doing. Um, yeah, so I wanted to, to dedicate what Black Lives Matter movement and what I'm talking about in what it means to be green the two to me automatically met Bob Marley. Well, for sure. And, you know, this is a guy that, uh, you know, was, you know, arrested and had, had run-ins uh, with the law when it came to cannabis. And, and I was thinking the other day with, with everything that is happening right now in this, the, the protest uh, for, for racial justice and, and uh, it, the, the protests against inequality is, you know, what um, kind of figures 
activists uh, that are no longer with us uh, would be standing up on the front lines today. And, yeah, I think of Muhammad Ali and obviously Martin yeah. Luther King, but Bob Marley, he would be leading these protests with a with a giant fatty in his hand because yeah. he was all about peace and love and, and using cannabis in that. And, and, and I thought, man, he would be one of the perfect voices for what is happening today. And, and, and I think he would be delighted uh, when he looks at the, the country above the United States and sees what we've done and how progressive we have been with cannabis. I hope so, you know, and, and honestly, the, and the positive side of that is that, you know, these movements are very, very obviously violent. Clearly uh, people are dying, but the, the message is about the change. We need to stand up and make a change. And the way that he did that is with his music and his music is the kind of music that doesn't make you want to hurt people. It's not very aggressive. Right. It's very melodic and it's also very, makes you feel good. So I feel like he was sort of, he was so ahead of his time in terms of bringing a message in a different way that is incredibly empowering. And unfortunately he isn't here to see it. Thank God he didn't, I think, die for, for the cause. He was, you know, unfortunately he had uh, skin cancer for, mm-hmm. but there were assassination attempts on his life several times. Um, but he was all about the, you know, smoke the herb, herb, let the herb reveal yourself and the wickedness that you do. These are quotes from his, his, uh, writing, all the wickedness you do, the herb reveals itself to yourself, your conscience, show your, up yourself clear because herb makes you meditate and it's only a natural thing and it grow like a tree. And I just think it's so true. It's, it is, cannabis is a, is a natural thing. Uprising is a natural thing. I think people say, well, you know, you need peace and, and all these things, but he was uprising in his thoughts and in his songs and in his anthems of, you know, celebrating this culture and, and everything that he did was positive, but um, it was for a really big purpose. And, and I, you know, peace, love, and smoke weed. And, and every time my cell phone rings, three little birdies, it's my cell phone ringing has been for a very long time. And, it just makes me feel so good and makes me think I'm on a beach. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he may have shot off the sheriff, but he didn't shoot the deputy. So, you know, he was uh, <laughs> definitely about uh, peace, love, and uh, smoking weed. A beautiful way to end uh, this segment. A great sentiment to think about as we head in towards the weekend with some sunshine. We can get outside, enjoy some cannabis, and, and really think about, uh, you know, change and, and how we can make change uh, on our own. Thank you so much for joining me once again, Malka, and bringing such a, a thoughtful topic to us. And uh, of course, uh, you can find more information online at greengencompany.com. This has been the business of cannabis with Malka LaBelle. Thanks very much, Malka. Have a great weekend. You as well, Dean. Talk to you next week. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant, tie stick, salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel Ojeks, the hobbit's leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. Weed uh, words of the day now, as it is one slang term, one standard term. Uh, the slang term we're going with today is uh, actually from a uh, standard uh, term. It's ganja. Uh, it dates back to eighteen or sixteen eighty nine, uh, rather, and it's a uh, Hindi name for hemp derived from the word uh, ganja. 
G-A-N-J-H-A. Or uh, from the uh, Tamil word, uh, referring to a powerful preparation of cannabis sativa. It's the oldest and most commonly used synonym for marijuana and ganja. Uh, so it meant originally for uh, Hindi for hemp and through years has just come to meant marijuana, ganja. It's one of the t- terms that uh, we used early on in our days when we would uh, refer to it. As for the standard term, uh, it's bud tender. And these are the people that you see in retail stores or you might see them at uh, a wedding or a party instead of a, a bartender, instead of alcohol. People are having events and they're just uh, uh, sharing cannabis. Uh, in retail outlets, they provide the knowledge to the customer about the type of strains, terpenes, THC levels, etc. You find a good bud tender and you should be happy uh, for a long time. And um, I, I, I have uh, some of the, the people that I rely on. Obviously, Chris Ionson is our educator here on uh, What's That Strain? Um, but there are uh, so many great ones. Nicole at Spirit Leaf Argyle, Gage at Plant Life here in uh, St. Albert. Uh, so there's there's great ones. Uh, get to know your bud tender. Ask questions. Find out their name. Um, don't be uh, loitering too much. Use the click and collect if you're heading to Nova uh, and some of the other places uh, to get in and get out. But um, as you're making small talk, find out a little bit about your bud tender. And, and once hopefully we get back to some sort of normalcy, you'll see the bud tenders back out on the floor helping you out once again. So uh, the bud tender is our standard word. They are the knowledgeable people when it comes to cannabis. And ganja is our slang term here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. This is the Cannabis 101 podcast. Your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. That'll wrap things up for this episode 51. Thanks to Matt Quayla from Rocky Mountain Roots, uh, a small mom and pop independent cannabis shop here in St. Albert, just off Liberton. David Wiley from the OZ for this week in cannabis news. Chris Ionson of Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av, our educator, joined us for What's That Strain, and Malcolm LaBelle brought the bud biz buzz on the business of cannabis. She, of course, is from the Green Generation Co. Our cannabis question, what is your favorite retail store? Hit us up on social media. Let us know what your favorite retail store is, and you could win a pair of Regal cigars big thanks to andre from regal cigars for doing that and if you uh, don't want to uh reveal who you are or that you use cannabis on social media that's totally fine i hope someday you will but if you want to remain anonymous you can email me cannabis 101 podcast at gmail.com that is also where you can hit me up if you would like to be a guest or if you'd like to advertise on this program hope you enjoyed it if you did please subscribe and leave us a review really helps us to improve the show as we head out here is marijuana from the artist my dead dog remember it's not just about getting high it's about getting healthy
Yeah.